Hi guys, my name is Alamide. I'm Ifunaya Ochima, and you're welcome to the Voice Podcast. Hello guys, welcome to episode 9 of the Voice Podcast. I'm Ifunaya, I have Chima and Olamide here with me and a special guest. But before we introduce her... Hello guys! Hey beautiful people, sorry. <laughs> okay, so we have with us here Mrs. Kaini at ABC. I can call you a business coach, right? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Okay, but she's a coach, she's also known as Coach K. She's also our pastor's wife and the mother of three beautiful children. Yeah. yeah, so she's here with us today. She's going to share her opinions on some things. Yes, her perspective <laughs> on some things today. So, yeah. So before we start, how are you doing, Ma? Or do you want to introduce us? I think you should introduce yourself very well by yourself. Hello. My name is Kaina Debisi, and she has said it all. Mm-hmm. Wife, mother, businessman. Okay, I like to be called Coach K, but we'll get to that part later. <laughs> but it's good to be here. It's great to be here. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Okay, so would like to know what exactly do you do? At the moment, I am a network marketer. Okay. And particularly skincare, uh, I have my special reasons why I got into skincare. It's probably from my family, but and I also do freelance work for people. So I also do graphics design on the side, and I write. I love to write. Awesome. Really awesome. Mm-hmm. And you're actually a computer engineer, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, she's a trained computer engineer. Um, so would want to know. <laughs> yeah, so the topic is going to be about Jesus and work. So want to know the effect Jesus has in work, and maybe from your own experience, you'll be sharing with us. So how many years work experience do you have? I have over ten years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Combined, I have over ten years. So like. We want to know, like, what roles have you worked in, like, in this 10 years period? How, how, what roles, not how many roles, but like, what roles? I started with industrial training. You know, as in engineering, you have to have a six month compulsory training. So I started with industrial training where I started as a trainee. Then within the six months, I actually did about seven months because of, you know, now the way the strike, the highway, the, um, in school needs to start striking. I don't want to go into the details, but so I had to spend an extra month uh, thereabout. And from being a trainee, I became the leader of the training department in that office. Then shortly after NYSE, I joined the procurement department and started also as a trainee, ended up heading the department. Lastly, I worked as an admin officer Started off as a personal assistant to the CEO, but moved into the research and development and the travel agency. So I've had um, history or let me say experience in travels. I've had experience in procurement. I've had experience in admin. I've had experience in computer engineering and research and development. Okay. 
That's actually like a lot of food. You may accounting, if you had accounting like this, then you have gone everywhere. Okay, so it's Jesus and work. So you are obviously a Christian. I wanted to ask, are you a Christian? <laughs> well, like, you're obviously a Christian, but has has there been any time that your work has threatened your faith? That's you being a Christian. Yeah, so has that happened? <laughs> yes, because we walk in this world. So mm. I am a Christian. Mm. For me, I define it this way. The way it comes, I'm a Christian. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm an employee. Mm. So that's the that's my own um, pattern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I am first a Christian. You should see it in what I do. Then, of course, I'm married, so you know I'm married, I'm a mother, then the job comes next. But in the place of work, yes, it does, because there are times you may need to compromise. When I mean compromise, not your Christian values, but compromise to fit the work standard, maybe requested to. So yes, it has. Oh, it's... Um, where do we start from? So, for security reasons, I won't be calling the name of the companies I've worked for, but I'll be speaking freely. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to use the last place I worked in, though I am still consulting for them now, but I'm no longer a full staff. I was a full staff there. And one of the things I take very important, like I said, my hierarchy is already there. So you will know, anybody that meets me must get to know I'm a Christian, wife, mother, then the work. But between the time that the employee has, the employer has given to you, it is his time. So I don't joke with it. For example, some companies do nine to five, nine to four. I worked for eight to five. Both companies I've worked with eight to five. That's my time. Then you have an hour break, an hour, 30 minutes break. So, values are important to me. And first of all, there are sometimes you've been asked to change some documents. Mm. Mm. <laughs> there are sometimes you've been asked to do some things. Now, for someone like me, I ensured I they know my stand. So, it's simple. Does it affect who I am as a Christian? Does it affect... It's simple. The commandments are the same. You shall love the Lord. Summarize into two. Love the Lord thy God. Love your neighbor as yourself. So if I'm going to be working in the workplace and it does not tally, mm. I won't do it. Mm. I won't do it. It's difficult, but you need to let them know your stand. Mm. And it's going to show in your everyday work. First of all, when you start a company, they try to know the person you are. They try to know who you are, where you are, where you stand, and where you don't stand. And as time goes on, the first one I can freely mention was, I had this fantastic boss. And she can be mean. And when they say women bosses are mean, I've experienced some. She can be mean. And the thing is, she wants you to speak to a particular set of people just because she likes them. And she doesn't want you to speak to a particular set just because I don't like them. That's not good enough for me. If the Bible says I should love my neighbor as myself, you're not giving me a good reason why I should do that. 
and for crying out loud, I came to work. Not count who is your friend or who is not your friend. I didn't do that. So it didn't go down well with them. That example I can give freely. <laughs> Thank you very much. So like in the case of like let's say forging documents or signing or backdating things like that, how do I tell them like um, I can't really do it. I'm a Christian. I'm a, like, do I just say, I'm a Christian, I can't do it. That's all. You may need to say so. And you don't need, I don't believe in telling people I am a Christian. Mm. You see me, you know that I am a Christian. Or me telling you I am a lady. Mm. Looking at me, you have no doubt that I am a woman. Because Christianity is who I am. So it is not separate like, this is me. And this is a Christian. So today I can decide to be a Christian and not be a Christian. And if they know that you're a Christian, they will not bring it up to you. It may look like, yeah, but even if they want to ah, help us, Shay, you know, uh, we know that you don't want to do it. Uh, Shay, you know that you don't do these things. I don't do these things. Uh, just try now. You know, we really need it. I don't do it. It's not. But if you already have a questionable character, they can easily come to you. I'm not saying they won't come to you because sometimes when push comes to shove, yeah, the only one there, they will ask you. We are Christians. We'll be tested. We'll be tempted. Okay? They will ask you. But if they already know who you are, it will be difficult for them to just come. And because your first two years in that company, they're trying to ascertain the kind of person you are. And they will push all manner of things before they bring, because those things are serious things and can put them into trouble. So before they will bring that kind of thing to you, they would have considered and reconsidered then they bring it to you and you can say no i know we all like the fact that we are being paid at the end of the month you can say no if it is against the word of god if it is against your personal values because i believe everybody should have his or her own personal value above all if it is against god you should say no yes Okay, thank you, ma. So, like, the next question, I want it to, like, be practical. So, how do you balance your spiritual life, like, studying the world, going for church programs? How do you balance that with your work, like, your 8 to 5? And children, too. Like I said earlier, 8 to 5 is the boss's time. You don't joke with it. That's what you're being paid for. I'm not saying the work does not require extra. Sometimes you will have to work. But seest thou a man diligent in his work? Your first two years is like a probation period. So people use six months, some people use one year. They get to know the kind of person you are. They get to know what you put forth. Yes, once in a while, the um, other parts of your life will coincide. Same way the work part too will coincide with the other parts of your life. So first things first, you need to have a lay down plan of what you want to do. How do I mean? You talked about spiritual life. Okay, I said I'm first a Christian, and then I am a wife. I am okay, a mother of three children. Then I am an employee. But remember that out of the 24 hours, 8 to 5, excluding lunch, is my boss's time. So it's simple. If I need to pray, I pray during lunch in the office or when I get home. Because any boss that sees that his time is affected would not like it. It seems you're joking with this business. Christian or not. And the beautiful thing is a lot of us work for non-Christians. So how then by our attitude do we turn them to Christ if we are believers and we are acting like we don't know what we're doing? So first of all, you need to prioritize your time. 
like I said earlier, there are times when it will coincide, but most of the time you need to. So now let me give you a rundown of by eight to five. I wake up between three to four in the morning. Yes. And an average of three thirty to four thirty in the morning. Now, if I need to pray 30 minutes, not if I need to pray as in I have to pray. If I need to exercise was the one I wanted to say. Prayer, 30 minutes. It can be less. You know, a lot of times we put ourselves into a box like it must be 30. If it's not 30 minutes, the Lord is not hearing us. No. But you should pray. As a Christian, it's simple. Read your Bible, pray every day. That's how we taught. I've also taught in the children's church. So read your Bible, pray every day. Mm -hmm. So you need that. But now, it's easier in the mornings because I'm a mother of three children and that's when I have my sanity. I can think. That's when I can plan. So now I do 3.30 to 4. Let's assume I wake up by 3.30. Okay, let me, let's assume I wake up by 4 4 o'clock. I do 4 to 4.30. At least 15 minutes most of the time. Then I exercise. Nothing less than, nothing more than 30 minutes. Then I should be in the kitchen to make food from 5 between 5 and 5.30, whatever I'm doing, I have to be in that kitchen by five, by then. If not, every other thing is a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The children start to wake up by 5.30. Mm-hmm. The first is awake when he was home. 5.30 is when he wakes up. Then once he's done with his bath, he wakes the second person. She enters. Now, all this while I am in the kitchen. The third is a baby. So... I do two two things. If I wake up early enough, I've done with, I'm done with the exercise, I quickly take my bath. Then I go to the kitchen. If I'm not done, I quickly enter the kitchen. Now it depends on the kind of food I'm making. Simple. But we should be leaving the house between 6.45 to 7 a.m. To be able to beat the hold up, you have to drop them off at their different schools, then get to work. I don't. I usually like to get to work early because you can easily come down, get to work, and plan. Plan for the day. Plan for the office to the tasks that you need to do, the tasks that um, you left undone that you needed to complete and different things. And that time, like I said, the place is quiet so you can think. Eight o'clock is when the work starts. The minute you start getting to work around eight, you're already disoriented. But if you get a bit earlier, 15, 30 minutes, you are in the office and the work starts. Usually Monday mornings is meeting morning. So we spend one hour, 30 minutes to one hour at our meeting place, depending on who is her. Then you put all your energy into work. 12, you go for a break. Come back. As at when do you? You continue your work. You close at 5. Then you face it. So having a plan is always important. Like I said, the plan most of the time is to help you. So yes, sometimes you'll be tired. They say, but you know, be firewood. And wake up later than usual. Yes. But if you have a plan, it's easier. Okay? Uh Then it doesn't cross into it. And another thing is, like I said, your first two years in any workplace, you should try to put in your best. That way, they get to trust you or they get to know who you are. And I think I've come once, 8.05. And funny things, I was queried. Mm-hmm. Because according to them, this is not her. Mm. But putting in your best at work is very important. Very, very important. Very important. So you can have time for other things. Yeah. Like I said, there are always exceptions. There mm-hmm. are always exceptions. If you have a project, if maybe you have a, an emergency at home, yeah, yeah. But if you are under standard temperature, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody I know will say, standard operating procedures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, thank you very <laughs> much. Thank you very thank much. You so, like, before we we ask, I know you guys have questions to ask. So, before they ask their questions, like, generally, what advice would you give um, young Christians? Maybe not young, but like Christians that are in the corporate world. Maybe one or two for the road. I like to read a particular scripture. That's how we go. <laughs> so, we're going to go to Colossians chapter three. Is a very popular scripture. Verse 22 to chapter 4, verse 1. I'm reading the King James Version. It says, Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Jesus Christ, but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he had done, and there is no respect of persons. Masters, okay, let's leave um, 4 verse 1 because that one is for masters. But let me, I would like to read the New Living Translation. Okay, um, the New Living Translation of Colossians 3.22. It says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Walk willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and the master you are serving is Christ. So, what is my advice to Christians? (laughs) Walk willingly at whatever you do, remembering that the Lord is the one you are serving. That's very hard. <laughs> That's very hard. You really look at yourself. Yes. Um, so, Chima, do you have any question for her? Okay, my question is, how do you handle a, a colleague that is always picking on you? Your face, like, always in your space, trying to pull you down, like, you are working in the same office, but maybe if you, something like, if you plug your laptop, <laughs> if you step up, it's one plug the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <exactly>. <laughs> The person is trying to find a way to share, uh, to make you look bad. You know, always looking for opportunities to make you look bad in the office. Always trying to uh, bring down your own efforts and make you look as if he or she is the one that is doing all the work. How do you handle such people? Well, coincidentally, I had such an issue. First of all, you know, we are Christians first. You try to be at peace with all men. And the beauty, I told someone that the beauty of the Holy Spirit is a lot of times they feel we Christians shouldn't talk. That's a lie. Mm. Mm. I like the part where the Bible says our Lord is a God of war. Mm -hmm. He's also a God of peace. It's all about knowing when to speak. There are times when you need to speak. And if you don't, you have lost that opportunity. Uncle, auntie. Please don't be angry. You are unplugging my laptop. Is there a reason why? There are some times you need to be quiet, but you need to know when. And the only person that can help you is the Holy Spirit. He will prompt you when to speak and when to stop. Because a lot of times the people feel Christians shouldn't talk. Why? What is our mouth for? (laughs) To take nonsense? No. We're not supposed to be taking nonsense all the time. But there are some times you know that this is not the right time. You should know. That is where... The first part where you talked about balancing your spiritual side. Very important. Very important. So you should know. Because you need to speak out. If not, you'll be trampled on. So that kind of colleague, you need to know when to speak and when to keep quiet. And if the person is trying to bring down your efforts, like the last, my former boss, she 
practically try to make me redundant and we need to become redundant in an office the next thing they'll tell you is to go because we're not saying the work you're doing if somebody else is doing your job doing it as good as you mm. so i prayed a simple prayer oh lord help me i was still under probation at that time because it was within my first year i said lord create an opportunity for me to show what i can do and you know i will not disappoint you oh and an opportunity came mm-hmm. and let's say i finish work <laughs> okay thank you very much allow me to your question okay so ma i'm going to ask that how do you manage when you're in an office and everybody everybody just talk bad about the boss like almost at everything whenever the boss is not around you see them you know pointing out this this that that the person has done so how do you manage you not you know join although what they are saying is correct no doubt but how do you manage not wanting to join them and you also don't want them to you also don't want to want them to see you like an enemy mm-hmm. yeah because if they feel like you are you're not part of yeah, them. Yeah, you're not part of them. Yeah. So there's a they can also go against you. Yeah. And side yeah. So how do you manage that? From the beginning, like I said, you need to have your personal values. So you need to know why you are there. We will work for wicked masters. We will work for good masters. Mm-hmm. Or let me put it in our own term, wicked bosses and good bosses. Now you have colleagues saying things that are true. I was my boss's PA and part of my job is confidentiality. So, since I was a new person, your first two years are very crucial. It defines your workplace in that office, your values, everything about you. Oh, they will test you. And most times I keep quiet. Kaine, you're not talking. I have nothing to say. <laughs> hey, you know is this, you know is this. I smile. It's either I walk out and if I'm not in a position to work out, but most times they discuss that over lunch. I don't have anything to say. Because you don't really even know who these people are. Some of them record your words and do playback. They will now add extra salt and pepper to make it sweet. What you did not say. So most times, among my colleagues, I had this style that I did. We gather together. We start to gist. You know, I told you my own is, I'm a Christian wife family so when i noticed that i started gisting about i will even be the one to be the gist ah did you see what my daughter did today hey god <laughs> i move it to myself and funny enough i had a query one time that i was i was supposed to be a confidential person i go around talking to people i said please ma sir can you ask the person that said that i said to come so that we confirm what i said are you trying to say you never said that kind of thing? I, said, I never discussed this office with them because I'm supposed to be a confidential staff. You understand? Mm-hmm. You need to know why you are there. People will hate you even if you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. People will not like you for any reason. Some people will just like you just because of your hair, just because mm-hmm. of your smile. Just some people will not. If, if, whether you're a Christian or not, some people will just look at you and they just do not like you. Now, some people just come out of concern to come and talk. I had one that she would come and she would talk, talk, point out her heart out because she was really upset and sad. Then she would send me a message because I'm the PA. Please don't tell the boss. You need to know what is relevant. It's a workplace. It's not there for chit-chat. I'm here to work. You know where you, why you are there. And by the time they get to know who you are, me, I had one simple terminology. 
hey, you're not talking. I said, I'm a woman under authority. Mm-hmm. Authority in the office. How can you always say that, yes, there are some things I do. It's simple. There are some things I cannot tell you. Like telling me, sir, sorry, where did the boss go to? Where did he travel to? His travel itinerary is not your business. It is mine and mine alone, except he wants you to know. So he can be there yesterday. Today, he's out. He's traveling. And you ask him, is he traveling tomorrow? I will smile. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I learned recently that answering questions is a skill mm. we all need to learn in the workplace. How you answer questions. Mm. He is not available at the moment. Mm. He can be in the office. He's not available to answer your call. Mm. He can even be in the city of Lagos. He's still not available to answer mm-hmm. your call. So he's not available at the moment. Answering questions is a skill we all need to one more question. Mm-hmm. Hope it's not a serious question. Okay, do you think it's it's okay to go personal with your boss? Or not like, okay, you might not be like you really, really want to go personal, but if like your boss asks you something personal, do you think you should, you know, speak about it, open up about it? There is nothing wrong in it. I am concerned about people's motives more than mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh. So going personal, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm always being careful. Uh, so when it comes to I need to know, I, I try to know why you're asking. If you're asking sincere questions, because my boss asked me about my family background when I just started. And when he found out that, okay, I came from a polygamous home, ah, that means you have grit, you have resilience. You know, people that come, they know how to push, they know how to, uh-huh. there's nothing wrong in that. But when you're asking personal reasons that crosses the line, sometimes I'm not so comfortable discussing some things. Okay, uh-huh. so... They are coming to ask me about my husband. Mm. Not, not if you're just asking, I saw him, or I saw, uh, it's different, or coming to tell me something that your wife did. Mm. No, 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 you are crossing the line. But if you, maybe I'm reacting to something and you found out that maybe I wasn't feeling so well, mm. or I had my reasons and you want to know what my reasons are. So these are my personal values. Okay, nothing wrong with that. But when it crosses the line to spouses, I don't, I don't usually like that. I'm not very comfortable with that. Uh, so I try as much children? as possible. Uh, children, I don't have any problem with it, but you, you must also be careful how you give out information to people about your children. Okay, in this uh, era of security, you don't know who is listening. The boss may not even be the thing, but if you're discussing maybe at a lunch table, there are other people passing and hearing you. So you need to be careful. Being pers- going personal with somebody, there's nothing wrong with it. But personal to what level? How far are we going? Let's define it. Defining things make it easier. That way we can work better. I don't need to come the next morning feeling very uncomfortable because he has discussed some personal things with me. And if I react now, I really feel that I'm... Be- <laughs> Stuff like that. So you just need to be careful. And you have the Holy Spirit to help you. So when you're about to cross the line, he's still the greatest helper. I don't know why. Me, I ask for help a lot, but... Here we are. Thank you, ma. So let's move to something fun. Like, since you've been working, what was, okay, maybe one or two, like, fun things that have happened. When Valentina was still with us, like, she used to bring food. <laughs> she used to bring food, like, there was a, a point like in, a month. like, a I month, like, she was always bringing food, because they were always doing, like, one celebration and another, so she bring food for us. Uh, that time, it was really chilly, you know, but, like, what was, what was it for you? One of the things I enjoyed in my place of work is the relationships I have. Okay. 
camps with people. So apart from the fact that I go to walk the walk, I also go forward to look forward to seeing beautiful faces. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, these ladies are, like you say, they bring food. I mean, you take food home. Our own is, you cook your own. I cook my own. You mm-hmm. cook yours. What did you cook today? I cooked indomie. Ah, I cooked indomie too. I cooked rice. Ah, that's your rice. Is it that sauce? I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. Let's bring it before the table and we gist and we eat and we bond. Mm-hmm. Very wonderful as a, we bond. Then end of year. And the thing about the office today, try to do activities that are not always just about work because it's become so boring. Yeah. Uh, so there are social activities where we have a uh, team bonding, we play games, we form ourselves into team, we play games, and of course there's food now. We share food, <laughs> then sometimes when my boss comes back, brings goodies, and we look forward to him coming and say, what did you bring? Please bring the bag, let's share. And it's, there's chocolate, there's, you know, and all of that. So yes, because the fun part of the office balances the office. The office is now fun. <laughs> I don't think you'll be looking forward to going to the office. So yes, I know there are sometimes when some things are but ah, no, like this is Christmas season or Christmas season is coming. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know, party here and there. We're going to have Christmas party. They will share rice. They will share chicken. They will share rishi rishi. We'll take ice cream. And of course, you know, you're not the one paying for it. The boss is the one buying for you. So it's fun. <laughs> but they're not touching my salary. My salary is coming, Abby. Ah, no, no, we're not going to touch your salary. This is just for me to eat. Bonus, right? Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you. We appreciate this bonus. Oh, God bless you, sir. Uh, so it's really nice. Then the food on me, I do. And we have, we have, we had some people, we had some wonderful people. One of them, she makes her food herself. She creates all the recipes, even you, but she will. We, when we come, come and you know we are eating together the fear of not being poisoned, poisoned. yes okay. you know so everybody brings their plates and the thing is not like it's so much it just maybe your regular food but by the time you eat here eat here eat here eat here breakfast are finished <laughs> and even if you don't have that I, I didn't bring today i was so tired to make it come and eat now same thing so bonding is really important I just want to say our respective bosses, please rice and granola. What is that today? Very important. Please, you yeah. should give us. It's not give yeah. us last year. Chicken. Last year, because of COVID, you could not give us. Please <laughs> give us this year. We are begging. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much, Ma, for you, Ma. honoring thank us. You. Thank you for coming time. to the Voice Podcast. We really love and appreciate you. Say something else again. Say yes, Maya. We love you, Ma. We celebrate you. Thank, <laughs> thank you so you much. Thank you for your time. time. Thank you for your time. Chima. Thank you for making our time to come and share your experience with us. And voice the voice fans out there. <laughs> we hope that you have, you know, gleaned some lessons from Coach K. And we hope that as you apply these principles that you experience success and progress in your workplace. So this will be drawing the drapes in today's um, podcast, in today's episode. So thank you for listening. Next Keep... week is like Yeah, next week we'll do the finale of this season. So please look forward to that episode. Yeah. And thank you and bye-bye for now. <laughs> Till next time. Bye.